When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. And then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. And when Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. And so he asked them again, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. And then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. And so Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? This is the word of the Lord. There's a, um, an app on the phone that was released um, a number of years ago called We Croak. You've heard of uh, the company called uh, We Work. This is an app called We Croak. And the idea behind this app is that it sends you a simple reminder five times a day. And the notification that flashes up on your phone says this, don't forget you are going to die. That's what the notification does. Five different random times a day, that's what this app does. And you think, okay, that's a really uh, morbid app. That's a very uh, weird app. And uh, it was actually designed um, as a wellness app uh, to increase your happiness. In fact, there was uh, an article that was written about this app in 2018 in The Atlantic. And the author of this article talks about and writes about how she... Uh, downloaded and installed this app almost like it was a almost like it was a joke, but within four weeks she began to discover um, some impact in her actual life. And so here's what she writes: She writes this: What's a little public speaking next to the terrifying finality of my inevitable demise? Soon after, I'm at a friend's wedding, sulking about an impending deadline, when we croak again reminds me, don't forget you're going to die, and I loosen up, finish my champagne, and opt to enjoy myself. In other words, what she's saying is, by focusing on my mortality, I've gained perspective. Or what the Bible might say is that she's gained wisdom. Now, that impulse to think about our own death with the hopes that we might gain some wisdom is not uh, an original impulse. In fact, this is an impulse that you find in the Bible itself. Psalm 90, verse 12 says this, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. 
And so for centuries, uh, the church has gathered together on Ash Wednesday as sort of your, your yearly death reminder. This is the church's way of saying, remember that you too are going to die. From dust you came and to dust you will return. And we don't do this uh, to be morbid. We don't do this to be depressing. We, we, we don't do this so that you would be sad. We do this so that we would be wise so that we would be wise with the time that we have. There's this book, amazing little book, that's actually written about the um, book Ecclesiastes in the Bible, and here's a little excerpt from it. It's called Living Life Backwards. It says this, only a proper perspective on death provides a true perspective on life. Living in the light of your death will help you to live wisely and freely and generously. It will give you a big heart and open hands and enable you to relish all the small things of life in deeply profound ways. Death can even teach you the meaning of joy. So uh, during the season of Lent, what Christians do is that we pause and we take stock of our lives so that we might live wisely, so that we might ask ourselves the question, are we living wisely with the time that we have? This is a, it's a cliche thought experiment. It's, a, it's in some ways kind of an age-old thought experiment, but I think it's meaningful and it's kind of at least worth our attention. But uh, the thought experiment goes like this. If you knew that you were going to die next week, how would you spend your remaining hours? How would, you how would you spend your remaining days? Would you spend it anxiously stockpiling resources for yourself? Would you spend it arguing with somebody on social media? What relationships would you seek to repair? What would you wish were the words that were spoken and to whom? What would you want communicated to your family, to your children, to your neighbors, to your, to your friends? You know, death has this uh, really profound way of bringing clarity to what is important as well as exposing what is petty and uh, what is not really worth your time. And Ash Wednesday is a, um, is a way to remind you that uh, our, our days are short. It may not be next week. It may, though. But regardless, knowing that reality, if it's true that our days are short on this earth, then how do you want to live your life? What do you want to give yourself to? What do you want to give your days to? You know, during the season of Epiphany, we have been uh, looking at these questions that Jesus asks throughout the Bible. And I wanted to just briefly glance at this question that he asks in John chapter 18. This is um, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus has been betrayed by one of his disciples, Judas. And it says in verse 3 that Judas shows up with this band of soldiers. They've got uh, torches and lanterns and weapons. You can picture pitchforks. It's like this is a, a lynch mob that has formed. And uh, they're coming for Jesus. And so it says in verse 10 that Peter grabs a sword and he starts swinging. He's saying, we're not going down without a fight. And then, of course, here's the question. Look at what Jesus says in verse 11. He says, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? And that's the question. Shall I not drink the cup? Now, the cup is this Old Testament image that refers to God's judgment. It refers to punishment and suffering. And so Jesus is saying, 
I'm here to drink the cup, Peter. Peter, what are you doing? Put your sword away. I have not come to fight to the death. I have come to surrender to death. I have not come uh, to kill. I have come to die. And the wonder of the gospel, the mystery of the gospel is that God himself plunged himself into death, that he was willing to share in our experience, to taste this bitter cup that every one of us in this room is going to have to taste. And the great mystery, one of the reasons why we um, at Ash Wednesday put these uh, uh, ashes on, on our foreheads is a way to remind ourselves of our own mortality. But the reason why we do it in the shape of a cross is we're reminding ourselves that we are marked with the very death of Jesus. That in this mysterious way, Jesus shares in our death and we share in his death. In fact, the, the book of Romans says that we died with him. That there's a part of us, our old identity was slaughtered and it's buried with Jesus. And because we share in his death, we also share in his life. That we're a part of this new creation. That what it, what it means to be truly yourself in Christ is to die to sin and to live for Jesus. And so that's one of the reasons why as we come, and here in just a few moments when we come down this um, aisle, you're going to receive this tangible reminder of your own mortality and of the promise of life in Jesus. And so this whole thing, this whole season in many ways, is a, it's an opportunity for repentance. It's an opportunity for renewed commitment to Jesus. It's an opportunity to examine your life and to see what is my soul clinging to that is beneath me? What is my soul clinging to that is not worth my time, that is not worth my short amount of days on this earth? It's an opportunity to walk in newness of life, which is only found in Jesus alone. So consider that an invitation for you tonight as you come and as you receive this reminder, dead to sin, alive in Christ. Let me pray for us. Father, I pray that you would help us. I pray that you would um, open up our eyes and show us where true life is found. Help us to number our days that we might actually take stock of our life, not that we might be depressed or distressed or sad, but that we might live in light of reality, that we might number our days rightly and therefore be wise with the time that you have given us, and that we might spend that time dying to sin and living for Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.